You're listening to one of the sermons preached from Shalom Baptist Chapel, recorded at one of our worship services. Once again, Happy Easter! Happy Easter! Easter! What difference does Easter make for us today, especially in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic? In my opinion, the answer is this, a significant difference. Yeah, a significant difference. It makes a significant difference today as it did on the first Easter day. And to find that out, let me tell you again the story of Easter. Now, after Jesus was crucified and after he was, after he died, the scripture tells us that Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus requested the body of Jesus from Pilate. And so Pilate uh, granted the permission to both of them. And so they took the body of Jesus from the cross. And John, who was there when Jesus was crucified, tells us what Joseph and Nicodemus did. Here is what John tells us. Following Jewish burial custom, they, referring to Joseph and Nicodemus, they wrapped Jesus' body with the spices in long sheets of linen cloth. Because that was the way, that was the Jewish custom. They will wrap the body of the dead person and bury them. And it says that the place of crucifixion was near a garden where there was a new tomb never used before. And so, because it was the day of preparation on Good Friday itself, it was a day of preparation for the Jewish Passover, which was a very important event, for the Jewish Passover event. And since the tomb was closed, just close at hand, they decided to lay Jesus there. So now, Jesus is not only dead, but he is buried in a tomb. The question is, what happened to all the followers of Jesus who were very close with him in times such as this? Where did they go? When Jesus died and he was buried, what were they doing? What was going on with them? Did, did you know that like our current situation with the COVID-19 you know what the disciples were doing? They were, they quarantined themselves. Serious. No joking. They quarantined themselves because they were scared to death. They dare not go out. So they locked themselves up in their homes. They were scared to death. They were scared to death about what? They were scared to death about death. They were scared to death about death. Because you see, if their leader, who is Jesus, is put to death, then surely if they also get caught, they would be put to death. And that's why they were scared to death about their own death. Now, if not, 
If they were not scared to death about their own death, they would not be quarantining themselves, right? They would not be hiding in their homes. If they were not scared to death about their own deaths, they would have been busy going around declaring who Jesus is. They would not be even scared about the Roman soldiers arresting them. In fact, they would, have, they would have said to the Roman soldiers, well, you want to arrest us? Go ahead and arrest us. But mind you, Jesus is going to rise on Sunday morning. And when he rises, when he rises from the dead, when he comes back, he's going to come back stronger. So you all better watch out what you do with us. Go ahead and arrest us. You know, if they were not scared to death. If they were not scared to death about their own death, they would have been busy preparing in my own imagination. They would have been busy preparing for the first Easter Sunday service. For what? To welcome the risen Jesus from the tomb. They would have been busy preparing like, okay, what time should we meet at outside the tomb of Jesus so that we do not miss Jesus coming out of the tomb. You know, who will be the worship leader? Who will be the band? Like, okay, let's let's arrange the program structure. Who is going to say the opening prayer? Who is going to read the scriptures? And who is going to preach? I think for preaching part, I think they would probably ask Jesus, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you see, but that wasn't the case. That, that wasn't the case. Why? Because nobody expected Jesus to rise from the dead. Nobody. And nobody includes the disciples of Jesus. Nobody. And so you see, if, if, if you are not a Jesus follower, or even, even if you are a Jesus follower, and you struggled, and you still struggle even today, about the idea, about this reality that we say, that Jesus rose from the dead. It's like, how is this possible? How is this possible? How can it be? Well, if you're thinking and if you're doubting and if you're wrestling with that, I have a good news for you. You are in a good company. Because the very disciples, the closest one to disciples, they themselves did not believe. They did not expect Jesus to rise from the dead. Now, how do we know that? Well, it's very simple. Because nobody went to the tomb on Easter Sunday morning to wait for Jesus to rise from the tomb, from the dead, right? Well, well, of course, yeah, some people did go, like the women. But of course, they didn't expect, at the same time, they didn't expect Jesus to rise from the dead. For example, Mary Magdalene. She went, but she went to help out in re-embalming the body of Jesus. But when she saw the, 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 the stone of the tomb was being rolled away. And when there was nobody, she, she, she rushed back to Peter and John. And you know what she said? No, she didn't say, oh, hallelujah, Jesus is risen. No. You know what she said? She said, somebody stole the body. <laughs> Somebody stole the body of our Lord Jesus. What about Peter and John? Peter and John rushed to the tomb. And they saw the empty tomb. What happened to them? They wondered. They wondered what had happened. In fact, they were confused. What's happening? 
they didn't expect. They didn't say like, oh, huh. So finally, Jesus rose. No. They went back home wondering what had happened. What about the other women who also went to re-embalm the body of Jesus? The body was not there. And they were told that Jesus rose from the dead, right? And so they were so excited, this, these women, and they came back to the disciples of Jesus and they said, well, good news. We are told by the angels, we, we met the Lord. He is reason. And you know what the disciples of Jesus said? Let me give you one word. They said, nonsense. Nonsense. Now, this is not my word. This is the word we, we find in the scriptures. That's exactly what the disciples of Jesus said. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. Because they only believe what everyone believes. They only believe what you and I believe. And that is this. Dead people do not rise. Dead people stay dead. Right? Dead people stay dead. And so, to them, everything is over. Jesus is dead. That's the end of the story. And to them, at this point in time, that's the end of life. That's the end of everything. There is nothing else beyond death. And that's why the disciples of Jesus were scared to death about death. They were just waiting for their turns to be arrested, to be tortured, and to be killed like their leader, Jesus. They lost all their hopes about life. Who wouldn't, right? Who wouldn't? They are thinking like, all these years with Jesus we have spent, what happened? All these years, what we did with Jesus and what we did for Jesus, what we sacrificed to follow Him, what has happened to all this? It has gone to nothing. Because Jesus died. And in the face of death, everything, everything became meaningless. And that's the great truth about life, isn't it? In the face of death, everything can become meaningless. And so, they quarantined themselves in despair until Jesus showed up on the Easter Sunday evening. And this is what John records for us. John says, that Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind the locked doors. <laughs> Sounds like lockdown. <laughs> and that's what's happening around the world today. And this is a similar situation. They lock down themselves. They dare not go out. And this was the situation in the face of death, in the face of fear of death. Of course, because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders because they would get them arrested and they would kill them. But it says suddenly Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. And what comes next is, in my opinion, the powerful, life-changing one. 
And here's what John records for us. As Jesus spoke, he showed them, his disciples, the wounds in his hands and on his side. And when the disciples saw that, they were filled with joy. Listen, they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. When they saw the risen Jesus, something happened on the inside. Something transformed. Something happened about the death they were afraid of when they saw the risen Jesus. What happened? Well, this is what happened. When they saw the risen Jesus, they saw the death they feared being put to death. <laughs> when they saw the risen Jesus, they saw the death they feared being put to death. Why? Because Jesus conquered the death. Jesus was the death of death. He put, he put the death to death because he defeated death and by rising from the dead. And as a result of that, what happened? Everything changed. Everything changed about how the disciples of Jesus viewed their lives, how they lived their lives, and how they embraced, listen to this, how they embraced death with grace and confidence after they saw that Jesus really rose from the dead. This was the significance of the first Easter. And this is the significance of Easter even today. So, here is the comfort for you. Here's the comfort for me. If your loved ones are already dead, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Because the death they have experienced, this death cannot keep them death for long. It cannot keep them for eternity. Because they will rise up like Jesus. They will. So, my brothers, my sisters, my friends, church, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Because death no longer has the power to keep them death. And, well, another reality, another comfort is this. Your loved ones and yourself, in fact, every one of us, will one day come face to face with death, right? It's a given thing. It is not if, it is a matter of when. And so when you do, when you come face to face with death, when I do that, may you and I embrace it with grace and confidence and not with fear or worry. And church, if, or rather when the time is up on earth, when the time is up on earth, may you and I have the privilege, 
May you and I have the grace and confidence to say to our loved ones, because of what Jesus has done today, may you have the confidence, may you have the privilege that when you see your loved ones, your time is up. Really, I pray. I pray for myself, I pray for you, that you will have the privilege you will have the grace and confidence to say this. Go now. Go and sleep well. And I'll see you when you are awake. Good night. And when your time is up, because it's just a matter of time, isn't it? When my time is up, I pray for you, I pray for myself, that we will have the privilege and the grace and the confidence to say to our loved ones, let me go for now. Let me go and sleep. And I'll see you, I'll see you everyone when I'm awake. But for now, I bid you good night. Isn't that so assuring and comforting that we can say with confidence that when we die, that we can tell people, I'm going to sleep. Because when we go to sleep, we wake up. And for us, that's what death is all about. It's like sleeping because of Easter, because Jesus put death to death. It's so assuring and comforting. And Easter, that is why Easter is great, because Easter brings that blessing for all of us through Christ Jesus. And may this blessing, may this blessing guard your heart and mind in times such as this, when we are so overwhelmed by so many people dying because of COVID-19. May you find encouragement. May you find that grace. May you find the comfort that Easter brings about. So may you today enjoy that comfort and hope that Jesus brings because of today. So, as you experience that hope and comfort, I'd like you to consider spreading that, bringing that to others. And so here's a question that I'd like you to answer today and this week. The question is this. What can I do to bring the hope and comfort of Easter to our dying world? Really, what can you do? In whatever ways, in whatever ways, in whatever ways, what can you do to bring the hope and comfort of Easter to our dying world? And so I encourage you to discuss this question today as you eat uh, your lunch together after this uh, service. 
with, as a, with your family, with your spouse. Uh, and if you're alone, as you eat your lunch, just chew on this question and just, just interact with yourself. But I really hope, I really encourage, please, please consider this question. That as you experience it, as you enjoy that hope and comfort of Easter, think about how you can bring cross that to our dying world, to the people around you, to the people around us in times such as this. Please do. And um, for us, as a church, as a church family, I think we can do one thing. I believe there is one powerful thing that we can do together uh, as a way of bringing hope and comfort of Easter to our dying world in times such as this. And that powerful thing that we can do together as a church is to pray. Yes, it is to pray. So, church, I'd like to invite all of you, beginning from this Easter Sunday, every night between 9 p.m. to 10 p.m., spend some time, a few minutes, praying for the COVID-19 pandemic around the world. Just spend a few minutes, anytime between 9 to 10 p.m. And I encourage you, do it as a family. If you have young kids, that's what I hope to do so. Bring my two kids along and pray together. Teach them to pray for the world. Teach them to pray for the current situation. And what can you pray? Well, very simple. Every day, the news is updating. The news reporters are updating us what's happening. So I'd like you to consider to read the news every day, which I believe you are doing so. And then bring all the news that we are reading every day. And as the Holy Spirit leads you, pray accordingly. Pray accordingly. So let's pray. Let's pray until this circuit breaker is over. And I believe that's how we can be a part of what the government is doing. That's what the church can, can give a helping hand to the government as they try their very best in what they can do and what they are called to do. We as a church are called to also fight alongside them. And this is how we can fight. So today, beginning today, because today is Easter Sunday, the Resurrection Sunday, Jesus rose and brought new hope and comfort in this dying world. So there is hope. And so we would like to pray together as a church. And so let us bring the hope and comfort of Easter to our dying world through our constant prayer, through our fervent prayer together. So I'd like you to, I, I, I really invite you and I really pray that from beginning from tonight, every night until the circuit breaker is over, let us commit as a church to pray between anytime between 9 to 10 p.m. And for those of you who are overseas, you can join us as well. You can, you can pray for your own country. You can pray for the world. So you please join us every day beginning from today. Let us pray together. Let us put our prayers together. And I believe God will hear and God will make a difference through that. 
So with this, I really, really encourage all of us to think of ways as we get encouraged by the word of God, as we get encouraged by what Jesus has done for us. Let us think for the world. Let us think for the people out there how we can continue to spread, how we can continue to bring across those encouragement, those hope and comfort that we are receiving. And I hope you will be a blessing this week to our dying world because there is hope because of Easter, because Jesus has put death to death. Let me pray for all of us. Heavenly Father, I thank you for reminding us that through our Lord Jesus Christ and His resurrection today, there is great hope. There is not only great hope for this world, but there is greater hope even the world beyond this world. So Lord, help us as we receive and as we are comforted again with the hope and the comfort of Easter. Help us to think of ways how we can bring that cross to the people around us who need it and we pray oh God that as we as a church as we commit to pray every night a few minutes between 9 to 10 that Lord we will see your hand your mighty your gracious hand at work bringing hope in the lives of people in time such as this so hear our prayer empower us Holy Spirit we need you we need your power this week ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.